Every town has its stories, its secrets. What possible harm could come from sharing them? Hmm? This is small town horror. Small Town Horror is a weekly podcast presented without commercials, which means it's up to you to keep the search going with your donations. I've only been able to keep doing this as long as I have thanks to the support of the listeners as I search for answers. Please visit patreon.com slash smalltownhorror to ensure those answers are found. It's a long drive. But what choice did I have? The moment I let Joe go, I knew I didn't have much time. There wasn't a single scenario where I imagined he wouldn't go to the cops and tell him what I'd done. Use it as leverage to get Julie back. And I couldn't blame him. But it didn't change the fact that I still wanted answers. If I was going back to a cage... I wanted to spend what little time I had left trying to put all this behind me. And if Joe was the one responsible for all those messages, then that means whoever kidnapped me really must have let me leave Creighton. And why I was taken in the first place is something I may never know. The fact was, I had made myself a prisoner. Sometimes the only thing worse than knowing is not knowing. I've said it before. I don't do well when I've had too much time to think. I missed the turn the first time I drove past it. For the last hour I'd sort of zoned out, pretty much from the moment I got past Duluth and Two Harbors. I didn't even realize it until I looked to my right and saw the huge white letters of the Taconite Harbor Energy Center painted across the processing plant. I turned around and again almost missed the turn down to what remains of Taconite Harbor, the town that used to be. I've told the story about Taconite Harbor before, but the gist of it is that it's a town that used to be. There's nothing left of it anymore with the exception of some broken concrete and a streetlight. This is the place where Anna found her brother Tom. This was the place he was drawn to for whatever reasons. This was the place he whispered to me as we struggled on the ground. It's okay. Why don't you sit back down? No, 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 no. How can you not know? Do you know where it was, Tom? Tom, I need you to try and calm down. Calm down? He, he, he doesn't know where it is. How, how can you not know? No! Nurse! How can you not know? No! Tell me! Ryan, how can you not know? Abandoned. Streetlight. Only Tom knows why he chose to tell me that way. Maybe he was afraid someone would hear what he had to say and that being vague would help. 
Maybe he still wasn't sure if he could trust me and it was a test. Either way, it brought me back to Minnesota. I wasn't sure what I was even looking for. But for the first time since all this started, I felt like I actually had a direction to go to. That was good enough for me. As you drive down the side streets towards what remains of Taconite Harbor, there's a turnoff on the right-hand side. It's not directly connected to the road, so there's some loose gravel before pavement that doesn't quite match. I assume it's a remnant of Taconite Harbor, the town. The streetlight's easy to see. It stands out from the trees just a few feet from the concrete. I had no idea what I was supposed to see, so I braced myself for anything. I couldn't help thinking that maybe I was going to find a door in the ground, some kind of cellar hatch that would, I don't know, maybe have some confused Irishman staring up at me. But I looked at and around that streetlight for ten minutes, and nothing. I paced back and forth between it and the car, and nothing. I even walked further back into the woods and all I got was a couple of ticks trying to hit right on my shirt for the trouble. There are no words for the level of disappointment I felt at that moment. But I knew the stories of the place. I remember seeing the pictures. There was a basketball hoop somewhere too. Maybe that was what Tom meant. Maybe he just said streetlight because he thought that made more sense for me to realize what he was talking about. Then again, why not say taconite? Or harbor? Or anything else that would have been infinitely more enlightening? Even just a word as to what the fuck I was supposed to be looking for. I spent an hour searching all around that fucking overgrowth driving down to what amounted to a tourist stop at the bottom of the hill leading to Lake Superior. It wasn't until I turned back and was going to drive back to the streetlight, certain I'd missed something, that I saw what I actually had missed. The other streetlight. If you didn't know what you were looking for, it was easy enough to miss. A couple hundred feet off the road, back in the tall growth of bushes and trees, is a second streetlight. Man, seeing that, my heart began to pound so hard I could feel the veins pulsate in my neck. I pulled off the road and walked a beeline toward the streetlight. Next to it was a large rock. Underneath, I could immediately see the black shine of a garbage bag. That video I posted, just in case you missed it. Inside the bag were several other bags. Inside of those was a small line box, kind of like a jewelry case. And inside it all was a small red flash drive. I had no idea how long it had been out there or if it had anything on it at all. All I could go on was that it had either been left by Tom or it was something he'd been looking for. 
I assumed the latter. I just had to hope that if there was anything on it, it had survived the winter. There's probably some profound saying about fools and luck out there by Mark Twain or something. If not, maybe one will get named after me. I wouldn't mind that. On the flash drive, there were some Word docs, some PDFs and JPEGs, and a single video file. I played the file first. Sorry, 
was the end of the recording. I have no idea who the man was or how he knew Tom, but he definitely knew things. And I have to assume Tom knew them too. Everything that Tom couldn't tell me, or maybe things he couldn't remember. I think Tom stumbled on whatever was going on with Northwood's reclamation. I don't know if he was going back to Taconite Harbor because he thought something was going on there, or because that's where he stashed the information and was trying to remember where he left it. Or if he knew exactly what was on it and he was just trying to hide the information from... whoever. Or if it really was like he said. 
and he was just trying to find his way back to a place he understood. It really doesn't matter, I guess. All that matters is that I have the information now. And part of that documents a file that was saved around the time Tom first disappeared. It might have been the last thing he worked on before he was taken. Either someone found out about what he was researching, or he decided to go deeper on his own accord. I don't even know what he remembers. But here's the thing. That document was a map. Crudely made on some computer software, but... It looks like a tunnel system. And it had map coordinates. Wanna guess where they were for? Once more into the woods, dear friends. Rolling back into Creighton, I feel like an escaped prisoner. I stopped just long enough to go to the bathroom and grab a couple extra bottles of water and a spare flashlight. Ryan? Julie? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Nothing can ever be easy, can it? Small Town Horror is a weekly podcast presented without commercials, which means it's up to you to keep the search going with your donations. I've only been able to keep doing this as long as I have thanks to the support of the listeners as I search for answers. Please visit patreon.com slash smalltownhorror to ensure those answers are found.